Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Media Podcast. Good morning, and um, I am sorry I haven't been here, but as soon as um, my new year, year was over, I received the little belated gift that my grandkids had given me, which was some type of lurgy, fluey thing. So I've been, I've, now I'm well again. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to start the new year off because I think that I'd like to, to talk about um, when I was actually developing as a medium and part of my journey was to basically get over the things that had happened before me in life. Because, you know, one of the things that my guides explained to me was that a broken medium isn't any good for anyone. So if you're a medium and you're, and you're still hung up on things that happened in the past, you're not really going to be able to help anyone else through um, grudges or forgiveness issues if you yourself are not able to cope with them. So a big part of my training, now I'm not saying that this is for training for mediums, but it was so important in my personal development as, development as well. And this is where I want to go for a few weeks here is about your personal development, your way of learning to love yourself because that's basically what I had to do. I had to learn to love myself again and not in a vain way but in a way that to make me understand that I was human and that humans make mistakes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's okay to let those mistakes go after time and put them down to either – not, not, not understanding the situation at hand. So today I want to talk about um, self-forgiveness because I believe in my heart that there's a lot of people out there who spend time when they have upset somebody perhaps and then they might, instead of just focusing on the current situation, they might then go into a type of depressive state where they start thinking about all the times they upset somebody or what a horrible person I am because <coughs> I, I truly am not, you know, being a nice person here and this is not the first time I've done this. When these things happen, when you start to become aware that, you know, that in your past you may not have been so special and when you start to become aware that you really want to change that part of you, that is when your spiritual growth or your personal growth is going to happen. Excuse me for a second. So I want, as I said, I want to talk about self-forgiveness because without forgiving yourself, you can't go anywhere. So I'm going to touch on each area. So the first thing I want to touch on is self-forgiveness of schoolyard days. And believe me, if this is not you, there are still some people around that know that they um, might have said things or did things to people in school that were not so nice. You know, being with kids, sometimes we get, uh, as kids, we do get caught up in the moment and we do get caught up in the, in, in the tide of things that are happening. And I just want you to know that if for some reason you were a bully at school or you bullied somebody or you hurt somebody just because you wanted to look cool or because, um, you know, it was what everybody else was doing, you know, you first of all, personally, I actually did something once. I'm going to be honest. I'm a very honest person. And I was not a bully, but I was a bullied person. I got bullied constantly in high school, particularly in grade eight and nine. And I wanted to get back and I wanted to become cool. So I remember one day I did this terrible thing. Now, I sadly, I cannot remember the girl's name. Not now, it's so many years ago. I was like 13. 
But I do remember, and she was a caravan park kid, and in those days we always looked down at the caravan park kids, and I don't know why we did. It wasn't fair. You know, now I've gotten older, I understand that there's reasons why people are living in caravans. It's because things aren't so bloody hot. But, you know, because I was constantly bullied, I remember putting chewing gum in this girl's hair. And I, you know, ah, and to this day I still think about that. Now, I have forgiven myself because I realise I was a kid who was being bullied. But I still wish that in a way that I could go back and say to her, I am so sorry for being such a stupid little bitch and doing that. There was no... And I, I had felt immediately bad afterwards, but I didn't even take the time to apologise to her and I really, really should have. And, you know, she avoided me from that point on and I can't blame her. What an arsehole. But anyway, um, it sounds like I haven't forgiven myself over that, but, I'm, you know, it's, it's something that um, I, I would love to um, say sorry personally, personally, but, you know, sometimes you just can't get to do that. So sometimes you just have to say, okay, well, that happened and... In my heart, I'm sending out that to that woman now. She would be a woman. I am really, really sorry. And I hope that one day that – I hope she stumbles across this podcast, quite frankly. She'll know who she is. But anyway, so that's, you know, childhood things. We sometimes get caught up in the moment of things. Now, then there comes a time when um, someone passes away. And I don't know, but I think that when someone passes away, we put a microscope – on every part of that relationship and we spend many hours doing that particularly if it's a close person um and i i think that we're very very hard on ourselves in grief i think that grief guilt and not forgiving yourself for certain things in grief is really it's really sad when it's extended for years and years and years so i know i'm talking to a lot of you right now so if you had grief guilt because you may have administered morphine or got morphine administered, then your person died, you would not have. I just want you to know that that was the most um, humane thing you could have done for your person, particularly if it was under doctor's orders, okay? So if any of you are out there spending and wasting unnecessary time saying, you know, I was the one who signed on my mother's morphine. If you're out there thinking that, you know, your mother's out there going, thank goodness, because, you know, when they get to the end of their life and when the doctor actually suggests morphine, it really means there is nowhere else to go. Does it speed it up? I don't know. It might. I don't know. But, you know, they will not pass until they're meant to pass, and that is an absolute fact. Um, you know, my mum, personally, my mum, she was on morphine for only two days, as was my grandfather, but my mother-in-law... She was really at the end of her life, but she lasted probably about five or six days in the morphine to the point where I, you know, I'm, I'm, she was an American. I'm all the way over in Australia thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe they're not giving her enough. They're dragging it on. So anyway, so they will still go until they were going to go anyway. So I just want if you've got anyone's got any guilt about that, you need to let that one go. It's just a really good idea that you do. OK, it's. It was a medical decision that you decided on upon that time. And then there's the guilt grief that we have. Um, now, parents are really bad for this. Parents will pick on themselves wholeheartedly after their kids pass away. I understand it, and I honestly think that it's something that we have to sift through, but we don't have to sift through it forever, okay? Sift through it a few times if you must. Sift through all of those feelings if you must. But what I want you to know is that your spirit people can hear every single thing that you are thinking 
about that time, event and situation, okay? So just remember that, that they can hear you and feel you. They know your heart. They know that in your heart that you are terribly sorry for that. And they're, in reality, they're probably just thinking to themselves, well, I was given as good as I got, you know, because this is what we forget in grief, particularly as parents, we totally forget that sometimes kids are really hard humans to get along with and they do not cooperate. And sometimes as parents, we stand up and say, hey, you can't pull this on me. So if you are a bereaved parent, please stop picking on yourself. Please, please, please. Now, some of you, it might be a little bit more serious than that. Some of you might have had kids that might have lost their way once they became adults. They might have partaken in drugs or they might have, um, you know, been involved in crime, etc. Um, and in that case, um, I can only say that once your children hit 18, unfortunately, there is nothing you can do to change their mind about anything, full stop. You no longer have parental control and they are adults. So that they have to think for themselves. Now, when a bereaved parent has lost a child that has gone wild, so to speak, it is very, very hard. And, and these guys go through the childhood with a finer tooth comb than many of us do. But you've got to remember that not every kid is easy to bring up. And some kids are going to do what the hell they want when they want anyway. Okay, if your child ran wild and then passed away somehow and you did everything you could to tame them back in, to put them back on the right path and you know you did, please, please stop beating yourself up. Now, sometimes as parents, we have to let go of kids because they either A, abuse us mentally or physically um, or B, they... Um, they abuse us monetarily um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, verbally. And sometimes we've got to let go of kids. Sometimes we've got to say, okay, and this is for the pe this is kids that are living. And I know a lot of mums in this position, unfortunately, where kids have just decided they're still alive and the mums are eating their heart out because their kids won't talk to them. Um, something's gone pear-shaped. Um, you know, some of them may have taken up on drugs or criminal activity. And, and therefore, it's understandable that you, as a parent, has to cut yourself off. But stop looking for reasons why that happened. Once a child reaches the age of 18, they are responsible for their own actions unless they are mentally impaired, okay? And they are mentally impaired, you can only hope that they get the proper help that they need. Because even as a parent, if you have a mentally impaired child, um, and once they hit 18, I, I, I'm not sure, I might be speaking to my bum here. But I, I think that um, once they reach 18, um, if they are of a certain mental capacity, they're able to make up their own choices and decisions. But I know that obviously some have to stay in, in, in heavy care. But, you know, as a parent, you have to understand that once a child hits the age of 18, you've really got to let them make their own decisions um, in life. And, and, and it's horrible. It's horrible sometimes. Sometimes you know they're doing stupid things, but you can't stop them because... It is their life. And that is, I think, one of the hardest parts of being a parent. 
is stepping back and letting your kids basically jump off a cliff right in front of you, a financial cliff, a relationship cliff, whichever way it may be. And you know as a parent that this is not right because you have an inner sense, but you can't stop it. Um, and you may feel guilty because you didn't stop it. Or you may think you didn't try hard enough. And you may be lying awake at night eating your heart out wondering where did it all go wrong. Well, usually it's, it, it's, it's usually nothing that the parent does now, but then there are other cases. Sometimes parents can become too overbearing in relationships. And sometimes, in this case, the kids may pull away from mum because she wants to see the baby too much or she's interfering in time. And, and all of you mums out there who have sons, you know that being a son's mum, that we lose our kids, we lose our sons and daughters a little bit there, don't we? Uh, our sons to our daughter-in-law's family. We know that. It's just the way it happens. So the sooner you can accept that, the better off you're going to be. Okay? And the sooner you can congratulate them on everything, the better off you're going to be. But, you know, um, if for some reason you have interfered in your, your child's relationship and now they have pulled away and you know it was your own fault, unfortunately you're just going to have to put that away um, understand, and if you have other children, do not repeat that mistake. It's a hard lesson to learn and it's not a nice lesson. It's, it's not nice at all. But, you know, sometimes we've just got to say, okay, well, it is what it is and, and I am what I am and my, my kids don't like me for some reason. Now, I went through that period, of course, with addiction. Now, some of us as adults, particularly, you know, the, the boomers and the <laughs> Gen X, if you want to go there, we, we certainly did um, grab hold of addiction with both hands, didn't we? Some of us. And some of us, because of our decisions and our addictions, may have had our kids um, lose respect for us. And that is fair enough. <coughs> and if you were still addicted, if you were still an alcoholic or you're still doing drugs and your kids are staying away from you, that's a choice that you are making, okay? That's a choice you are making. Now, if you have seen the error of your ways and realised that your addiction for some reason is interfering with your relationship and you have tried to change things, um, you have to understand that it's going to take time for your kids to, you know, really accept that you're not going to go backwards because like most addicts, I, I would presume that we go backwards all the time. Life really is quite difficult, isn't it? And unfortunately, your kids don't understand that in their early 20s and late teens. They don't understand how difficult and complicated, um, you know, full, being a full adult in emotions can get and how, how tough this world can be on financial, personal and physical levels. It really is a challenge. And even though you know it in your 20s, you don't know it. And I, I think that um, kids don't always understand why parents might reach for the bottle a little bit more and lose their shit, so to speak. But we do. Now, if you are an addict out there um, and you have conquered your addiction and you still acknowledge that you are an addict and you are halfway there and hopefully your kids, if they haven't come around you, will. But you, but one, my, my big thing is, is once I understood what I was doing wrong and I understood that doing drugs and doing alcohol and all of those things was not only hurting me physically, but it was really, it was really making the relationship between me and my kids really bad. 
And once I decided to let go of my habits and work on myself, and I had to forgive myself eventually. You see, I can never, and nor can you, you can never undo what you have done and what you have said, but you can be determined that that will not repeat itself. And um, if you keep repeating itself, then, you know, you're your own worst enemy. That, that's the truth. But if you have made mistakes in the past, it's time this year, any year, today, tomorrow, to give yourself a clean slate. If you can reach out to the people you feel like you have done damage to and you're comfortable doing so, reach out and say, you know, like, I was a bit of an a-hole and I did this. If this is your kids that are involved and they won't talk to you for whatever reason, write a letter, okay? Sit down, pen and pencil or even a typewriter and write a letter and address it and, you know, and cross your fingers that they're going to read it and put, and put in there and don't ever blame them. Don't ever say, you know, you know just say, look, I, I am aware that I had problems and and I'm aware that I have said things in the past that have been absolutely terrible and I have seen the consequences of my actions and I really would like to somehow mend and repair the relationship that I type of dismantled. And, you know, you can't blame your kids and you can't blame your daughter-in-law and you can't blame your son-in-law. You can't blame them, not when it comes to your kids. If for some reason you've gone off your nana and you're having some type of disagreement and your kids aren't coming around and you're sitting there angry and sitting up on your anger thing, you know, you've got to decide what you want. Do you want your kids back in your life or do you want to remain anger, angry? You know, it takes work and it takes hard work and it takes biting your, biting your lip a few times, you know, and gritting your teeth. That's what it takes. But self-forgiveness is the best place to start. Don't keep repeating the habits. Don't keep saying, oh, well, I'll bugger it up anyway. I might as well keep going. I might as well keep being angry. Don't, don't do that. If any relationship you have had has been broken because you've been too angry, you've been too short-tempered, you've been too unreasonable, um, obviously some relationships you're not going to get back together, particularly in, in, in um, the romantic sense. But you learn from that. You know, if, if anything in life, I, I really believe that each, each year or each birthday or each Easter or something, that we should go for a revision of the previous year and, and really dissect, you know, have we been a good person the last year? Is there anyone that we've really upset? You know, it, is that repairable and will a sorry make a big difference to that person's life path? And you know what? A sorry makes a massive difference to people's life path. It makes... An amazingly massive difference to people's life path, if you can say it. But number one, you cannot say it until you forgive yourself for saying it, until you understand that this is not going to happen again. And, you know, and as I said, in romantic sense, you may have already bitten off more than you can chew. But that's okay, because you can always take the lessons from that relationship and say, you know what, I was too bossy, I was too this. When I have a new relationship one day, I am not going to be those things. I am going to look at what my partner and I separated on and I am going to make sure that I change those things about myself. And I am going to forgive myself for not 
knowing better. Life is a learning experience and, you know, we don't always get it in one. We're not natural at life sometimes. Sometimes life throws us unnatural situations. And when it, flow, when it throws unnatural situations, it's really hard to understand how to react. It's really hard to know which way to go. And, you know, and we have to fight through many things like being short-tempered, like being too quick to judge, um, being too angry very quickly. You know, there's so many things that as we grow up from little kids to adults that we have to learn to understand and curb. You see, you know, so self-forgiveness is where I want to start this year because I feel like that a lot of people out there are laying in bed at night and hating on themselves for things that they've done in the past. Dumb things, stupid things, weird things, illegal things. And you're sitting there and you're going over and over in your head, oh, God, if I hadn't done that, then this wouldn't have happened. That would, Yeah, probably. You're probably right. But it did happen. You are where you are. It is what it is. A lot of people hate that, but it's true. So instead of repeating all that, start fresh. Learn the lesson. Move forward in your life. If, I, if, if your actions have caused someone to leave you behind and shut the door on you, that's a good lesson. That's what you've got to learn. Aim to have no more doors shut on you, okay? Anyway, I hope that helps some of you out there. I know it's a little bit different from what I normally do, but honestly, it all begins with you if you would like to have a happier soul, a happier existence. In a deeper existence, the first thing you've got to do is forgive yourself for things that you weren't really learned learn it on before okay i'm gonna leave that with you you have a great day and um, i will be back next sunday she talks to angles oops angels <laughs> you'll come back now